1: Amigas, I have a very special interview for you today, one that I feel is way long overdue because I have my amiga, my former client, and mujeron, Anina Alvarez. Anina, I am so excited for you to be here today. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yes. So Anina is a personal growth blogger, and I love to say she is just woman empowerment all around for sure. And um, today we're going to be talking about her story. We're going to be talking about confidence. We're going to be talking about stepping into that identity and so much more. Anina, thank you so much for being here. I want to start with you just kind of telling us a little bit more about your background, your story, because um, we would love to learn more about you.
2: Yes. Yes. All right. So my name is Anina Alvarez. Again, I am from New York City. I am 31. Um, I am a blogger. I like to talk about all things personal growth, self-love, mental health, and um, And I'm also sober. I've been sober for a couple of years now. This September, I'll make it to three years without drinking. Um, Drinking was such a big part of like who I was in my 20s. Um, And now I'm like really in the process of like exploring my own creativity, like who I am as a writer, as a blogger, as a dancer. I love dancing. I've always wanted to be a dancer since I was 16 years old. And I pursued it a little bit in my early 20s um, as a salsa dancer, and then I took a pause for different personal reasons, just life gets in the way. And now I've been dancing again for a year, and it it really just feels like a dream dream come true.
1: Yes, and I feel like the moment that you and I connected to who you are today and just like the way that you've been showing up is so amazing to watch, so inspiring Because I think that when we see someone going through like that inner personal development growth, and you just like, you're beaming, you're glowing, and I just love it. So Mm -hmm. I want to talk a little bit more about your story with, you know, just finding ourselves because I feel like sometimes we're afraid to do that work. I don't know about you, but I was kind of like, there's a lot that's going to be unpacked right? Mm -hmm. Many things that maybe we don't want to even bring back into our lives. And I think it's so important, though, especially if we want to create impact, if we are in the online space, right? Or if we're just like building something just for us, even if it's just that, like, it's so important to go back and to dig deeper into our inner growth. Mm -hmm. So what really... Inspired you to start that journey.
2: So it's interesting because I feel like ever since my early twenties, I've always known who I was. Um, I've always been into personal growth since a, since I was really young. Um, and when I was sixteen, I knew that I wanted to be a school counselor. And my I made it my mission, my life's mission to become a school counselor. It was just all about getting my bachelor's, my master's degree. And if you knew me, then you knew Anina was going to become a school counselor. And that was it. Right. And I finally made that dream come true. But what happened was, is that I ended up in a toxic work environment and I was there for two years and I ended up quitting. And that has been so far the best decision I've made um, for my mental health, for me discovering who Anina is outside of the school counselor identity. And although that process was really beautiful, it was still really hard to detach myself from the role of a school counselor because I was so attached to it. And so when I started like discovering this new side of myself as a sober person, as a writer, as a blogger, it was really hard to allow myself to even explore that. And I even remember speaking to you and Muharon University, like questioning my purpose. And I was just really stuck. And if you look through my journals, like I was like planning out like, oh, this is my path with school counseling. Maybe I can explore something else with another path. But I I felt like I couldn't choose. And even though I realized that I could... um, you know, still be a school counselor and build something on the side, I still found it really hard to allow myself to let go of the school counselor identity to then discover myself now. Um, But the thing that really opened it up for me was giving up alcohol when I was 29. And that to me has been such a beautiful blessing. Um, And I only wanted to do it for one year. And it led me into, you know, deciding that I want to make sobriety like a permanent, you know, lifestyle. And Um, I discovered my creativity. I, I rediscovered that I am a passionate person. I, you know, fell in love with myself again. And I, I just, I don't know, I just found a different side of myself that I didn't think I had, especially with the creativity, because with artists and creatives, I would always look at them and be like, that's something that they have. I don't have that kind of creativity, but it was really nice to see that I was able to to do the same. And, um, yeah. So Even though it was really beautiful, I also had to kind of, you know, do some healing work, right? So when I made it to a year of sobriety, um, I also was diagnosed with um, obsessive compulsive disorder. So although this journey is beautiful um, and empowering, um, it's also going to lead you down places where you're going to really have to look at yourself and do some work there. And so, you know, being diagnosed with OCD, it has been really, really hard. And I could see how the OCD was there in my 20s when I was drinking. But because I gave up alcohol, I think alcohol was suppressing it. And once I gave it up, it opened up like a can of worms, you know, and I know that sounds really scary. But, you know, through it all, I was able to to heal and and really and I'm still learning my I'm still learning who I am. So, yeah.
1: Yes. And I can completely relate to that moment where you're like, I just need to get to know myself a little bit more. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: I actually found that in my journey after becoming a mom, Mm -hmm. even through like some of the self-development work that I had done at this point, I had, you know, started to coach and support other people. But through that process of like motherhood and like that new identity, right, even for you, it's like that new identity, where you're not um through your sobriety journey and so many other things how powerful it is to just take time to get to know yourself i want you to share with us what would be like the first step or something that someone that might be finding themselves in that moment right now where they're they know that there's more that they want to know about themselves, they know that they want to spend more time with themselves. What's like the first step that you would suggest?
2: Two things come to mind. Um, The first thing is taking a close look at things that don't serve you, right? So for me, it was my toxic job, right? Um, And even though it was a toxic job, and and being in that career, um, I realized that The responsibilities weren't really aligning with who I was. So right now I'm not actually working as a school counselor. Right. So in addition to healing from a toxic work environment, I had to also take a close look at is school counseling the right career for me. Right. So I had to kind of come to terms with maybe letting it go because it wasn't serving me. Um, And then the second thing I would say is be curious, right? Um, I know that a lot of this journey is really kind of embarking on the unknown, right? And sometimes we want to know what's the next thing for us. We want to know what's our purpose, right? And we're not going to get those answers right away. And I still don't know, right? I still do a lot of questioning, but it took me a couple of years now to actually be in a place where... I'm curious and I'm allowing myself to explore without the expectations, without feeling attached to the outcome, because that was my problem when I was pursuing school counseling. I was only just thinking about, you know, that's what I'm going to do. That's the outcome. That's the job that I'm going to have. And now I'm just like, you know, I'm going to write because I want to express myself. And whoever reads it, doesn't matter, you know, it's it's for me, right? So giving up things that don't serve you and being curious and allowing yourself to explore without being so attached to the outcome.
1: Mm, that is so, so good. <laughs> the expectations specifically for me, I feel like even in the last year, removing that part of us pursuing like our passions and just like what we feel is our purpose, mm-hmm. it, it really allows you to show up differently. Because I feel like when we have the expectations and I'm I'm speaking more on like business, right? Like building my business, removing the expectations of like, I want to hit this goal financially or I want to hit this goal with the audience. Mm -hmm. It has really allowed me to just show up differently and to remove the pressure Mm -hmm. of like, how do we just do what we love? So when it comes to expectations, what would you say was like one of the things that really allowed you to fully detach that from you just showing up and wanting to do this for yourself?
2: Oh, my God. That's such a good question. Um, I think it was a lot of reflection, like self-reflection, asking myself, you know, what is it that I really want? Am I truly happy? Um, paying attention to what my body is telling me. Right. Um, Especially when I was still working as a school counselor, I'm like, I just don't feel happy. I would come home and I would be crying, you know? And so really like a lot of self-reflection working with coaches. Right. I've worked with like three different coaches within the past couple of years, you included. Right. Um, And yeah, I think it was more of like me realizing like, all right, because I was so attached to school counseling and that was the goal, that was the outcome. And I realized that it didn't work for me. Then I have to do it the other way around, right? I have to just do it without the expectation of this is for me, this is for me to explore and be curious and just be okay with the unknown, right? Be okay with not knowing what's gonna come out of whatever it is that you're pursuing. So yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, it's so good. I feel like that's probably have been like one of the key things because last year, I found myself being very very hard on myself to the point where like I was hitting amazing milestones. Again, I'm gonna really deep di- dive deep into like my business here because that's where a lot of my life is is yeah and a lot of my time. But I found myself not celebrating the things that I had accomplished because I wasn't hitting goals that I had set those expectations. Right. So I feel like realizing and again, sometimes we it's easier to tell people like you should celebrate your wins. Right. Rather than you do it yourself. But I had to take a step back and say, okay if this is something that I tell my clients, I help my clients with. Let's kind of you know, like you said, get curious about it. Why, mm-hmm. what are the things that are not allowing me to really mm-hmm. celebrate how far I've come? So I want to now shift into the dance part of Anina because I feel like there's a huge lesson behind this mm-hmm. specifically. And I'm saying that because for myself, it, it has truly been so inspiring to see you go into that part of you, which I love to now know that this was something that you were doing when you were younger. So it's like, how do we go back to the things that really made us happy, right? So that we can continue to bring that happiness, that sense of like our own self Mm -hmm. into our lives daily, like it doesn't even have to be something that maybe at some point it was like, we wanted to pursue these things professionally, but how do we bring those things back into our lives just so that we can live fulfilling, happy lives? So tell us a little bit more about your journey, stepping into dance and how that has completely transformed your life now, because I feel like it really has, and and maybe I'm just like speaking from like an outsider perspective, but the way that I've seen you show up is has been different since you started to do more of that
2: yes I do find it interesting to hear like what you're observing and what you're seeing of me because for me I'm just following my dreams right um and I think that that might sound cliche a lot of people say it but it's something that I firmly live by and to be honest like there's a lot of things in my life that don't make sense. My purpose, what other career I should pursue. Should I do blogging? Should I do writing? Should I do this? That is all messy right now. But the only thing that makes sense to me is dancing. And dancing has always been my dream since I was 16. And, you know, I I, I could never understand, you know, and I don't want this to sound like, you know, mean or anything, but it's like, if you have a dream or an idea in your heart, why not bring it to life? Why not? You know, this is your only life. And if you're worried about what other people are going to think, you have to consider like, are they living your life or are you living your life, you know, and which one are you going to choose, right? Because you're living in your own shoes. So you might as well follow your dreams and make the best of it, right? So that that's always been in my heart dancing so which is why i'm i'm doing it now and it's not perfect right i still consider myself like an absolute beginner i feel like i could put it more effort into practicing more but it's the only thing that makes me feel alive it's the only thing that gives me moments of freedom that gives me moments of healing right especially cuz i struggle with my mental health and um you know, yes, I struggle with my doubt. I'm very self-conscious. You know, I mess up a lot in class, but I've, I had to, I had to do a lot of internal work too, with my inner dialogue. Like I used to believe that I couldn't learn how to dance and that I look crazy dancing, but I had to switch that around. Right. And I had to go through that to now be in a place where now I don't beat myself up so much. And I am like, all right, I didn't really learn that choreo the best. I didn't pick up quickly, but I still did it. Right. I still went to class. So for me, it's, it's about like really looking at what your true desires are and like bringing that to life.
1: (laughs) Yes. And I can relate to this with my like TV career on camera, where I feel like there was a part of my life where I felt like a failure because I didn't pursue that career after, you know, the transition that I did into my business. But I think about it. And that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast, because Mm -hmm. I knew communicating and like, that part of my passion was still going to live somehow within my purpose. Mm -hmm. And I love that you're doing this, because it truly is that it's like, how can we just show up? And even if no one listens to this podcast, like I'm still doing something for myself, right? Like I'm still just showing up having these amazing conversations with amazing women like you with no expectations attached. Like, Mm -hmm. obviously, I can't really say that fully because there's like a whole business attached to this. But (laughs) initially, like that was the thought, right? And like, I think that that's also something cool that we can think about is what we start getting curious about could potentially someday turn into something that we do for a living mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that we have to but it wouldn't it be cool if right it's like that sense of like let's just dream a little bit here um again like I'm not saying that that's for everybody but I feel like when we just show up and create because we love to mm-hmm. it's such, a transformational and different way that we show up than when we're having all these expectations.
2: Yeah, and I think it's important, like, Like, I don't want anyone to think that I'm not thinking about an outcome, because I just think that that's like unrealistic. Like, I think it's okay to exist in the middle of, you know, doing things because you're curious. And then also like being okay with having a goal, like, you know what I mean? Like, I want to hit this X amount of, you know, money or whatever followers, subscribers on whatever, and just being okay with being in the in between of that.
1: Amiga, you're invited to my free masterclass, The 5 Key Steps to Build Your Dream Life. In this masterclass, you will learn how to use self-awareness tools to make better decisions in life and business, Gain clarity in order to define your goals, master confidence to start believing in yourself, how to take consistent action in order to achieve what you want, and how to build an impactful community of like-minded people who cheer for you, inspire you, and most importantly, support you. Getting out of your own way is so hard, amiga. I know you might have a lot of goals, many ideas, but you don't know where to start, You have everything within you. So join us on Thursday, May 18th at 5.30 p.m. PST or 7.30 p.m. Central Time so that you can get the tools you need to make that dream life a reality. You sign up for our free masterclass. You will be the first to get access to sign up for the next round of my signature group coaching program, Mujeron University. Use the link below to register you don't want to miss this. See you soon, amiga. That is so, so good. Mm-hmm. Especially when we're first starting in our like self-development, self-discovery journey, because it's so easy for us to just think about all the content that we consume nowadays, right? And like easily just the idea of influencers, right? Or uh, what are they? They, I mean, I guess yeah, influencers. How yeah. they're showing what they love to do online, and then all of a sudden they blow up, and it's like this idea of like, it's so easy to do that, you know. But I love that you mentioned that because truly it could just come from a place of curiosity, yeah. and us kind of just being able to also enjoy that part of the process. Yes. And if your intention isn't to really go you know, a little bit further, but it does. Amazing, right? I think that it's it's also like giving room for that. So thank you so much for saying that. <laughs> all right. So I wanted to now talk about just stepping into the identity, right? Because I feel like that's such a huge part of just becoming and like learning through the process of, you know, finding ourselves and all of the work working with coaches that I myself have done as well. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest things that I like to talk about with my clients and that I've really worked with my coaches is like really stepping into that identity of the person that you want to become. And I think that you can support us in a way where also, like not coming with too many expectations and maybe not putting too much pressure on yourself. Like if, hey, tomorrow you didn't show up as that person that you wanted to become, it's okay, right? Because it happens to all of us. Like just this morning, I was like looking a mess, <laughs> <laughs> right? And I knew I had to get on this podcast. So just like certain times where we might not feel like that on or that that Mm -hmm. next version of us. And like, we honestly don't even want to try this day. Um, But also doing the work when we know we have to or we want to, in order to step into that next version of ourselves. So what would you say is maybe something that helped you really navigate through that of stepping into your identity?
2: Oh, my God, I feel like I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, but one of the things I I learned recently is that, you know, a lot of us have this vision that we want to become of ourselves. Like for me, it's like uh, the woman of my dreams, the muheron of my dreams, right? And so I had to realize that I was pursuing a future version of myself um, without realizing that the 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 way I bring her to life is by doing the things that she would do today. Right. And I'm and I'm still learning this. It's not perfect, right? Um, but you know, I had to kind of let go of like this idea of my future self. Like I'm not even living in the future. I have to be here now and do what it is that I want to do now. Right. So like, if I want to be a writer, what does a writer do, you know, every day or what are what their routines look like every day? Um, and so recently I actually, um, started reading a new book, um, the Artist's way, and it's, um, they have a, a lot of exercises in there. And one of them is writing every day in the morning, first thing in the morning, three pages a day. And, you know, so far it's, it's going well, but I'm getting stuck a little bit. Cause I'm like, I don't know what else to write about, but I'm pushing myself. Right. And so I'm really looking forward to that because it, it's, I know it's going to help me develop the habit of writing something, creating something every day. Um, being a dancer, what does a dancer do, right? And I, I mean, I'm not a professional dancer. I know, I know professional dancers, they stretch every day, they practice every day. And so one of the new things I've been trying to do is setting a goal of at least stretching three times a week, right? I, ideally, I would like to do it every every day. But I like, you know, similar to what you said, like, I don't Wake up every day feeling like I want to do this, you know? And even sometimes I don't meet the goal of three times a week, right? But I still find a way to do maybe once, once a week, right? So it takes time, right? And I think it's important to show ourselves um compassion and grace that we're human beings. Like you said, like today you woke up and you weren't feeling the best. And I have so many days like that, right? And there have been days where I'm stretched, like I'm about to stretch and I don't want to because I feel so anxious because I struggle with my anxiety. And as I'm stretching, I'm just like, I don't want to do this because it, it it forces me to like really be in my body. But after it, I'm like feeling better. Right. And so I think it's I think it's important to find a balance between like pushing yourself in a way where you can take care of yourself and follow your goals. And at the same time, like knowing when you need to like take a break and like, do what you need to do for yourself. So yeah.
1: Yes. You know, there's one thing that you said that I have been really like, digging a little deeper into. And it's, it's the idea of how do we honor this version of ourselves, so that we can step into the next version of ourselves. Because Mm -hmm. you're right, if we're not if we don't have like self-compassion, if we're not talking nice, if we're not like really taking care of this version, mm-hmm. she's not going to be able to show up in order to bring the next. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's so much power in that understanding of like, it's not just about disregarding this version, right? It's not about us just thinking about, like you said, always Our future self and how we step into that. Mm -hmm. It's also like honoring who we were, who we are now, and in order to step into the next. So I love that you said that because I feel like it, again, like it can seem very surface level when we say, like, oh, show up as your highest self, right? And like there's a lot of power to that because, like you said, like, what does a writer do, right? And like start showing up as that. What does the dancer do? Oh, well, they stretch. Let's do that. Mm -hmm. There's so much power to that because then we start embodying like that identity of who we want to become. But at the same time, don't forget about this version, you know, don't forget (laughs) to leave her behind and like not be nice to her and not celebrate her for actually showing up when it was really fucking hard because now it's hard, you know, like I think that once you will start overcoming things, Mm -hmm. it gets a little easier but right now that's when we really have to put in the work.
2: Yeah, and and the last thing I'll say about the stepping into like a new identity is um I I stopped saying that I am a school counselor when I was working as one I would just say I work as a school counselor and I think that makes a big difference in language, you know. Um and not really making it the center of who you are like even now like exploring my identity as a blogger and writer. I really am trying to be mindful of not attaching myself to that either, even though I'm loving it. And it's, it's really beautiful. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to be here to explore it and see how it feels like. And it, it took me even a while to like, tell people like, yeah, I'm a blogger. And now like even saying that I'm a writer, it that sounds so surreal, but also like practicing it and like just saying it also helps me to own it a little bit more. And like, it helps me to own that. It's like part of my new identity.
1: Girl, I can tell you so much on this just because of it took me a while to say I was a coach. It, there was like so much mind drama behind me saying I'm a coach. Yeah. And I think it, it there's like, there's two things with that, right? Either, and I think that there's no right or wrong. It's just like whatever works for you and whatever makes you feel at your best in whatever part of the journey you're on, because I feel like before it was, I don't want to say a coach because, you know, I wasn't validating myself. Like I wanted other people to validate me so that I can say that I was mm. right. And it wasn't until like the first round of on University. And then the second round that I was like, I am supporting people, I am helping them through a transformation and if I want to say I'm a coach, right, like, it's okay. But at the same time, it's like, how do we not, if, if you're in that space of like, just the curiosity and like trying things out, how do you not put all that pressure on you when you are still in that, in that phase of like figuring things out? So it's like very being just very intentional about the the lingo, because Mm -hmm. you're so right. It's so, so powerful. I was listening to something the other day that they said, for example, like if we are trying to, you know, curiosity into like the, the being vegetarian, right? Like, instead of saying, I don't eat meat, you say, or if instead of saying, I can't eat meat, you say, I don't eat meat. Mm. Or like, if you say, I, what, what was another thing? Sort of like the idea of, if you say, I don't do it, and mm-hmm. it gives you, or if you say, I can't do it, it gives you this idea of, oh, no, I can't do that. And like, there's like this very negative, um, I don't know, like idea I guess behind it but if you say I don't it's almost as you choose not to do that I don't know if that yeah, makes any sense I,
2: I can see that because <laughs> the, the I don't is like you you choosing and I can't is more of like you can't do it there's like a, something yes. allowing you to that it's like you you're
1: depriving yourself from yeah. doing that or something <laughs> so it's like different little things like that and and maybe if it if it fits if it'll if it helped take it if it didn't then let it go right Don't. <laughs> yes. don't take this because I feel like it's something that I heard and I was like wow it's like the change of of doing something right for example a- another example is like I get to work out
2: mm. instead of
1: saying I have to work out yes it's like another idea of like oh no I actually get to do it because I'm healthy because I have the time like whatever it is of like seeing things a different way instead of making it like a chore or instead of making it like oh no no you can't do that. Yeah. So it, it's i i'm glad that you brought that up and it really reminded me of that because it really does matter. Yeah. All right, Anina, this is this has been super good. Yeah. I I feel like I'm even just getting a lot out of this conversation and I want to now talk about our time together just because I want people to kind of get an idea of what it is to be inside Mujeron University, inside the Mujeron Movement community. Can you tell us for anyone that maybe is thinking about joining Mujeron University, which doors will be opening very, very soon, what would you tell them in regards of like what it is like and also how much it brought to your life like how much uh, impact
2: yes oh my god um yeah it to me it was it it left a big impact because the activities that you had us do e- even in the free master class like wouldn't it be nice you know if we did this and I still have those journal entries where I wrote about dancing and all of that right and that during that time I wasn't even taking classes right so the activities and exercises that you had us do really led me to think outside the box, right, to explore something outside of what I was currently still stuck on, which was school counseling. Um, I, I know at that time, I don't know if this is still part of the program, but you brought in a lot of speakers, right? And just being around people and listening um, to entrepreneurs that are you know, big visionaries and doing really big things allowed me to think of something possible for myself and um, just being around other people that are on a similar path really makes a difference, right? When you are connecting with them, sharing your dreams and kind of exchanging resources um, and then vice versa, right? Like I've had someone reach out to me because they heard about my sobriety and they were curious about giving up alcohol. So it was an opportunity for me to like actually give back to someone as well. So um, for me, it, it, to me, it was the, the best thing. Like I, I will always like recommend anyone to work with you. I mean, you just, the amounts of like resources, information, strategies that you give to us to really like, you know, put ourselves out there to follow our dreams has has been really helpful for me.
1: Yes, thank you so much. I yeah. love, love hearing like what it, what impact it brought to your life. And I, I just want to say the, us working together right us staying connected and now us coming together to put together an event in New York City is so amazing like it's just like the perfect collaboration as as much as I saw Anina just getting down on her dancing I was like I want to like embody that confidence i feel like there's so much confidence behind movement so i knew that we had to do something together and what better way than to now do a dance event so i'm so excited and that's one of the things that i truly live by within the mujer movement community like our connection doesn't end after mm-hmm. us going through the program together like i really want you know this is like a relationship we build yes. and now putting together an event together in New York City I cannot wait yeah. and um I just love seeing your journey Anina like besides us working together just knowing you know the goodness in your heart and you going after what you love and I just know that this is just the beginning of something amazing coming So I want to thank you for being here today and sharing your story and openly just sharing everything with us. Uh, Anything else that you want to maybe say to our Mujeron Movement community? Any last words of encouragement? Anything that's coming up for you?
2: Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, the first thing is I I finally launched my new blog. Um, It's called Embrace the Journey Within. And I already have my own personal blog, which I kind of just really talk more about my journey. And so like I wanted to create another blog where I can like take the focus from me and really just talk to the reader and like, whoever's looking for advice, resources, like tips on like navigating life. Right. Because this personal growth journey is really, really hard. And so I really wanted to just focus on whoever is looking for that kind of help. So I, I finally launched it today. Um, So I'm I'm still going to, thank you. I'm still going to continue to, you know, blog on my personal account, but also like on, on embrace the journey within, Um, and then in terms of like advice, I mean, you know, it just, I know it's cliche, but it's like, follow your heart, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever it is that you're you know, at the end of the day, I think we really do know what we really want. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm still juggling with that because there are other things that I'm curious about and I'm still experiencing a lot of doubt. Um, but I'm slowly taking steps to, you know, explore, right. And take that, that risk and and stepping more into the unknown. Um, and, and just really like, just do, do whatever it is that your heart wants and you're going to be happy, right. That you're following your dreams.
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, first, congrats on your blog. And I think there's so much power to that part of like exploring. Mm-hmm. I think that that's when we mess up when we don't go through it and like exploring get curious, like you said, so absolutely. Where can we follow you? Where can we find you? Where do you hang out most of the time?
2: I'm usually on Instagram at it's Anina Alvarez. And then my blog is (laughs) aninaalvarez.com.
1: Awesome. And I'll make sure to put all of that on the show notes. Anina, thank you again so much for your time, for your wisdom, for sharing with us. Thank you so much.
2: Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Amigas,
1: muchas gracias for tuning in to another episode of the Mujeron podcast. Keep shining, keep working on becoming the Mujeron of your dream.
0: Mujeron, thank you so much for tuning in to another episodio of the Mujeron podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, share, leave a review so you can help us get to so many more Mujerones. Don't forget, you can also watch our show on our YouTube channel where you can let us know in the comments if you like this episode or what other topics you would like us to talk about in the future. Keep shining, keep working towards becoming the Mujeron of your dreams.